MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Green Zone. Oh he is the fattest man in the NFL. This is the Green Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSEN, the sports betting network. Back inside the Green Zone here presented by BetMGM, Dave Ross, Wes Reynolds, as we have uh, serious sweat time for some of these games as they come down to the wire uh, Wes, not a sweat, though, in the ATL today. No. And I know Mark Zeno, uh, who does radio in the ATL. Mark, you're going to have a lot to talk about tomorrow. Sadly, it's going to be in a negative fashion. What have you seen today? Because it feels like it's been all fly, Eagles fly. Yeah, Jalen Hurts with his third touchdown pass. A little misdirection as everybody followed Miles Sanders to the right. Jalen Rager was back on the left. A quick dump off and a 23-yard touchdown pass. Puts this one away with just over four minutes left as the Eagles take a 29-6 lead. And guys, look, you know, I mean, this really shouldn't be that surprising for a lot of people. The Falcons roster did not get more talented in the offseason. Mm-hmm. In fact, it got less talented mm. in the offseason when you traded away Julio Jones. So I'm not really sure why anybody thought this team was going to perform that much better. Could you mm. call the Eagles a surprise? Maybe, but this is not surprising for a Falcons offensive line that gave up 140 sacks in the last three years and didn't get any better this offseason. And Mark, you're so right, and that's why I kind of like their team total uh, under for the season because – Look, Terry Fontenot comes in from New Orleans. This was kind of the time maybe to blow the team up. Maybe yeah. trade Matt Ryan to a, vet, a a team that's close, Denver perhaps, and, and let him uh, be with the team that's closer to the playoffs, but definitely not close at least after week one for the Falcons. No, that's a big surprise. And again, to Mark's point, it should not be a surprise if you followed the Falcons closely in the offseason. So, I, I, look, I just didn't see Philadelphia coming in here right. with Nick Sirianni and, and a rookie head, uh, head coach. And Jalen Hurts, you know, second-year player here, 
be this much of a cakewalk, to yeah. be quite honest with you. Yeah, because Philadelphia is one of those many teams in the NFL, as we're seeing today. Offensive line play can be an epidemic. Bill yep. Polian said that a few years ago, and it certainly is for the Atlanta Falcons, but it was for Philadelphia. But they got through it today, 29-6, to still just about a few minutes left to go before that's wrapped. Chargers trying to put the finishing touches on the Washington football team. We'll keep an eye on that. And it does look like right now, under the two-minute warning in Cincinnati, still a three-point game there, and the Bengals are going to punt the football away. So it looks like KC8 and the Purple Leaders are going to have a shot to, uh, to, to maybe flip this game around. Let's go back to Mike Wilbershaw. He's been doing a great job covering this game today. Mike, what do you have for us as we really get down to sweat time for that Viking offense? Yeah, pretty cool moment in the game in terms of gamesmanship and strategy here. The Bengals trying to drive uh, down the field and just basically run out the clock. You hear the term four-minute offense all the time, and that's what the Bengals were in there. Uh, with a three-point lead and trying to, to run the clock out, faced with a third and four, Vikings defense uh, bows up and holds, and then the Bengals keep the offense on the field on fourth and three, just trying to draw the Vikings off sides. They couldn't do it, so now the Bengals are punting to the Vikings, and a pretty awesome opportunity here for the Vikings offense to drive down and tie or win the game and pull out the kind of win that no one views as pretty or sexy. And but they fact, all still the even face some criticism if they win it uh, for some of the penalties and poor offensive line play. But it's the kind of win that builds great chemistry and confidence if you can pull it out, particularly on the road. Heck. That punt down inside the five, like at the two-yard line. So Cousins and company, they have their work cut out for them. But lots of things are in play here when it comes to point totals, when it comes to sides, when it comes to money line wagers. I mean, this is one of the rare games here, I believe, in this first slate of games where it's all still winnable. And you're right, uh, Mike. They did pin them at the five-yard line, but Kirk Cousins already has them out to the 40. So, yeah. again, this was pre-flop Vikings minus three. This mm -hmm. line has been all over mm -hmm. the map with the Bengals seemingly in control. And then the Vikings have mounted this comeback. So, again, Look, everything, as Mike said, is still in play over under. Yeah. Uh, whatever you had uh, before kickoff here, it is all still on the line here. And tick, 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 even though that's an incomplete pass. Now second down. Vikings, no timeouts, by the way. 107 left to go. So Minnesota, if they can pull out this win, as Mike was saying, 12 penalties for 116 yards. We talked about in the first half how many false starts, mm -hmm. how many holdings they had. And to be able to pull this out when they haven't played well, Kirk Cousins has been fine, 28 of 39, just a tick under. 300 yards and two touchdowns, but now second and 10 from their own 40 minutes ago. If you had uh, the Arizona Cardinals today, it's never been a sweat throughout, but if you had the over-under, it still is a sweat because that has not gone over as a lot of people expected. Let's go back to Nate Jacobson, who's been doing a great job covering this game today. Nate, what's the latest? Yeah, so in terms of the total, as it's 38 to 13, total closed 54, but Matt Prater for the Arizona Cardinals missing a 43-yard field goal. So still, right now, at the under, we need more points, at least a field goal to get the push, a touchdown would push the game over. But in terms of the gameplay, ever since the Titans scored that touchdown, and Dave, you thought maybe the Titans had a little bit of life, it hasn't gone Tennessee's way. It's been interception, fumble, and then back-to-back -back possessions, turnover on downs. This game, from the result side, is definitely over. But from the spread or the total side, not quite over, so some interest there, but in terms of the game, Arizona is going to come away 
finished starting the season 1-0 with an impressive road win in Tennessee. Great job all day, Nate. Yeah, that game is over except for the over-under, but right now Arizona has a first down. They are just milking the clock as they should. Seven minutes to go there. Let's see for the overbackers if they get one more touchdown from either side to make that total go over. Hey, the Jets all of a sudden are back in this thing here. They've got a first and goal deep in Carolina territory. They're only down 11 with uh, over two minutes to go there. But Arash Murkazi has been watching a wild one between L.A. and Washington. It's West Coast meeting East Coast. Arash, what's the latest? Well, we got a final finally here. The uh, Chargers pull it out 20 to 16. A couple of the big takeaways here. The Chargers, like I mentioned, over the last two years had lost 16 one score games, one possession games to get this kind of win today on the road. Big first win for Brandon Staley. And the one decision I think we're going to hear about moving forward, Washington deciding to punt inside Charger territory about the 45-yard line. They only got 15 yards off of that punt. It was a terrible move, but a big playoff type of a drive for the Chargers to finish off the game. They go 16 plays, 75 yards, 546 to close it out. Again, the Chargers get the big win, 20-16. to Uh, That's a huge win for Justin Herbert and company on the road. Uh, We do have some drama right now in Cincinnati. Let's go right back out to Mike Wobeshaw with the latest there. Mike, what do you have? Okay, I think we're going to hold now. I think we do have Mike now because I think the Vikings are trying to tie this up in the final seconds. Mike, what's the latest? Yep, I'm watching the field goal unit on the field right now. Not sure how far ahead or behind I am from you guys, but we have a game-tying field goal that's about to be kicked or at least attempted here in Cincinnati. Push this to overtime or or not. So a dramatic drive by Kirk Cousins and the Vikings starting inside their own five. K.J. Osborne, a second-year receiver, um, like the wide receiver three on a really good day, but probably the fourth or fifth option realistically made two really big plays on this drive. One on the third down that got him pretty close to the sticks. And then on the very next play, a quick slant over the middle of the field where he had to dive and extend his arms and make the play to keep the game alive. So very impressive. We've got a field goal attempt coming up here shortly to push the game to overtime. Uh, Let's see if that uh, is good. We'll let you know it's a 53-yard attempt Mm -hmm. for the Vikings to try to knot this thing up. And Cincinnati has already, uh, Zach Taylor spent a couple timeouts already. So a 53-yarder for Joseph, by the way. And while we wait that attempt, final score in Indianapolis officially, Seattle 28-16. Seattle gets a cover. Game goes under the total. And again, that was, we saw that line move all summer long in favor of Seattle, and it looks like they got that right. So, again, the Bengals uh, and the Vikings, let's see, as time expires, that kick is good. Wow. And you hear the roar. We're going to overtime. Week number one, early scenario. We're already got extra football. Let's go back out to Mike Wobishaw. Mike, you got more football to cover, my friend. I have bonus football in week one. We've been waiting a long time for it, so why not have a little extra? Uh, Plus, it gives us more opportunities to make some wagers and cash tickets, so why not? Absolutely right, 24 all. So I'll be very interested to to see what that uh, updated line is. That went over the total, by the way. This did was 48 on the opener, close 47 here at BetMGM, so that Joseph field goal from 53 yards out, 
They don't call it undertime. They call nope. it overtime. It is overtime. But it was over in regulation, so you don't need the extra points anyway. And, again, the Bills are attempting a field goal here on first down because there's 49 seconds to go in regulation. They're down by two, so Sean McDermott trying to get the quick three before the onside kick. The first part of this is the 42-yard field goal. That is up. That is good. So onside kick coming in Orchard Park. It is now a one-score game there. Uh, seven points. The Jets, a similar scenario in Carolina. They've just gotten a touchdown here with under two minutes to go. Mm-hmm. So they're going to try the two-point conversion here. Remember, Carolina, I believe, was down to minus three yes. at MGM. So that is now back in play. 1914. let's go back to AAA. Anthony Armstrong. Anthony, the Jets, at least for betters, back from the dead. Hey, you know, things are getting interesting out there. You're looking at the spread. You're looking at the over-under. I mean, this last touchdown that comes in, things get a little bit tighter. And you're talking about onside kick opportunities here. Uh, the Jets still have a few timeouts in their pocket, so they could, you know, try to play some defense, stop the clock. But it's getting real, real tight here. Carolina has to find a way to ice this game, uh, get the ball to Christian McCaffrey. That's the best way to do it. Uh, but whenever they went to that no-huddle offense for the Jets, you got to see Zach Wilson, what everybody thought he was going to be. More vanilla more vanilla defenses, he was able to go ahead and pick that defense apart. Get the and ball they are him. going for two here to try to make it three. So Zach Wilson and the Jets trying to be the backdoor man here. Right. And by the way, that was if you're playing that super contest over at Westgate Superbook, that did was five on the New York Jets. Wow. So right now a push. So if they can get the two, which they are not going to do, right as Triple A said, two timeouts left, 156. You pretty much got to go onside kick here and see what you can do. But the Jets, at least on the contest line, gets the back door here. There it is, 19-14 right now. Again, that uh, the onside kick is coming. Also an onside kick coming in Buffalo. Overtime in Cincinnati. My goodness, we can't even look ahead to the 4 o'clock wave on the East Coast before we get this 1 o'clock put to bed. A lot still hanging in the balance. Come back with us right here. You're locked into the Green Zone on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. season is here. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing bets from anywhere in the state. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older and physically located in the state of Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. Wes, we're in the sweat zone. What are you sweating about? We are, and the 49ers, the backers, definitely sweating. Wow. Detroit cover uh, gets two straight onside kicks, by the way. 41-33. to 33. Now they are running out the clock, about a minute left to go. So 49ers going to get the win. 41-33, that was kind of the blowout of the early session, but not so much anymore. And this was 7.5 and, and then did close 9.5 because a lot of that move is on teaser protection yes. because every teaser with the Niners, look, the teasers are going to cover, but if you laid that number, I know know that those aren't considered key numbers eight and a half nine and whatnot but you still don't want to lay the worst of the number here even on teaser protection plays so 49ers if you laid it late you got a losing ticket in your pocket 41 to 33 in Detroit if you had bills on the money line today you are not a happy person because that did not cash Tory Gurley did a great job covering that game for us today let's wrap it up with Tory and what's got to be just a great win for the Steelers on the road in week one 
big time money line win for the Steelers. You know, a lot of people were supporting the Bills, a lot of hype with, around Josh Allen and his contract and with them making it to the playoffs. But at the end of the day, offense sells tickets and defense win championships. And Pittsburgh, they are a defensive team. I wish they would get away from throwing the football as much and just get back to running the ball. And that can, you know, it would save ben, Big Ben his arm and also give him more opportunities to make feel with, with plays with Juju Smith-Schuster as well as uh, Chase Claypool out there. So a uh, big win for those guys. The defense on both sides stood up. I mean, hell of a job by Buffalo's defense as well as Pittsburgh's defense. But at the end of the day, you never can go wrong with taking a veteran head coach and veteran quarterback and great defense, and that's Steelers money line ticket cash. All right, great job all day, Tori. The Steelers get a big road win in week number one. Uh, it's going to go finally just did in Tennessee. Arizona wins that game 38-13. Does mm-hmm. not go over. Mm-hmm. A couple missed field goals and a missed extra, extra point in that one as well. So all of a sudden, you're an overbacker in that one. You go, how in the world did that not hit the over so it stays under, but also we have drama in Cincinnati. We go back out to Mike Wobishaw. The Vikings, I believe, did they just get a stop, Mike, in overtime? They did indeed. Cincinnati won the toss, obviously elected to receive. They got one first down, I believe, then were forced to punt. Vikings now will have the ball. And as I mentioned, this is the type of win where if you get it, you're the Vikings and you get this, you get on the bus and the team playing and go home and you feel so good about yourself. You're confident. It helps build your chemistry. There are a lot of things to criticize about this team. Uh, but this will be a big win for the Vikings. If they can get it, Cousins and company will have an opportunity to do so. This game has already gone over. I believe at kickoff this game was three. So um, there are, are still some things in play here, plus anyone who made wagers in the second half or overtime um, have things uh, that they're going to want to watch. But this drive begins around the 20. We'll see what the Vikings can do with it. Two quick final scores to get in. Final in Carolina, 19-14. Panthers that's get the win over. over the Jets. Well, that Panthers. is over. Also, 32-6, the official final score. Philadelphia over Atlanta. We got to keep an eye on this Lions game. We had taken Insane. our focus off this game. And now, all of a sudden, a fumble by Jimmy G. Detroit gets the ball back. Used all their timeouts to try to get it back. So, 52 seconds left on the clock. Wow. Second 10 on Detroit's own 30. So, the Detroit Lions, not much of a chance. And actually still has a timeout. On offense, not much of a chance for Dan Campbell's guys, but they're not just going to settle for the backdoor cover here. They're trying to get the uh, backdoor tie here and send this to overtime. Well, we'll find out if they can do that. Triple uh, A, Anthony Armstrong was watching that Jets and Panthers game and has gone final. Triple A, what'd you make it? Wasn't the prettiest way to close it out for Carolina, but they did get the job done. You know, I think that it was a bunch of just kind of feeling yourself out on both sides of the ball. Defenses obviously led the way for both teams. Um, Zach Wilson was able to get settled later on, and I think he really benefited from that uh, relaxed defense on that when the fourth fourth minute drive was coming around. So he's got a lot to work on. Definitely going to see how he handles pressure for the rest of the year. Um, But I know if you're picking some teams, whoever's going against the Jets, that's going to be somebody you want to see if they can – have a big impact against that offense. Yeah, absolutely. A, a real struggle there. Great job, Triple A, all day watching that one. But one and zero for Matt yeah. Rule and company. I, I feel good uh, getting that win against the Gents as a guy has the, a season long play on the over as well as you for Carolina. Same here. Zach Wilson actually, I thought had a very solid debut. Twenty of thirty seven, two fifty eight, two TDs and a pick. But he was sacked about six. He was sacked six times and hit probably about twenty five. And of course, we saw Mackay Becton get carted off the field. We'll try to update that injury if we get more news in this program but 
Carolina Panthers, Sam Darnold gets to pay back his old mates, 19 to 14, depending on where you had the number, because there were some Jets fives out there. So you may have gotten a push, especially if you played it in the Super Contest like I did, but Carolina closes or covers most of the numbers. This is absolutely incredible what's happening in the Motor City, because right now the Lions are moving it again, down eight, 25 seconds to go, and Jared Goff just took a timeout with a nice seam route here. So the Lions at first and 10 at the 9 or 25. Mm-hmm. I say again, first and 10 at the 9 or 25, and they're only down eight people. So right now, if you took those teasers we talked about and you teased it down, depending on the closing line that you got, my goodness, that is now in play, potentially, if they if they get the touchdown and miss the two-point conversion, kind of like Tampa Bay on Thursday night against mm-hmm. the Cowboys where they didn't, th- those teasers did not cash. So let's go back out. Uh, Dieter Kurtenbach, I-, I thought we were done with you for the day, but the Lions weren't done with the Niners, so we got to bring it back in. What is going on here? Well, it seems as if the 49ers saw their starting quarterback, Jason Verrett, go down with what appears to be an ACL injury and decided to play the rest of the game at half speed. The Lions (laughs) have been taking advantage. Uh, It has been uh, uh, laughable. Uh, We got to the point where the Lions score, get an onside kick that bounces off of George Kittle. They score again, and the Niners had the game iced with the pass over the middle to Debo Samuel on third down. He gets the first down and then fumbles, Um, loses the fumble, And now the Lions are driving the other way, and they are attacking the spot where Jason Verrett was supposed to be. Now it's Dante Johnson. It's working out very well for the Lions, who are certainly in cover territory already, depending on where you got this game, and now have a chance down eight to perhaps tie it with 30-something seconds left in the game. This has gone absolutely bonkers. This is why we love the NFL. Absolutely right. I mean, Dieter, nobody thought that this game was still in play, certainly not from a point spread standpoint. But now it's just for winning the game, a money line standpoint here. If you back San Francisco, said, all right, well, at least they're going to, if they don't cover the eight, I'll just take a money line. That's mm-hmm. now a sweat. And that's why you have the sweat zone officially in the fourth quarter in the NFL because you never want to put a game to bed too soon because of what we're seeing in Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the bad beat of the day if you laid the 49ers on the spread because you got absolute moose alert here late as Jared Goff trying to scramble and keep this alive. Detroit inside most of the numbers unless you laid the 7.5 with Frisco and then, of course, Adam on a tease. Kind of a bad beat. Want to go back to Arizona, Tennessee. 52, I think, was the closing over is what I saw. It was 38-13 after three quarters of play. A goose, a goose egg in the fourth quarter. And a missed so, field goal uh, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're going to have third and nine here for Detroit. 20 seconds left to go, so we still are keeping our eye. And obviously, we do have our eyes peeled still on the first overtime game of the season, that being Minnesota-Cincinnati, all tied at 24. And two punts so far in overtime between the Bengals and the Vikings. Don't get me started on kissing your sister with a tie. Because mm-hmm. the NFL has to switch the this rule. If, if we have a game in week number one that ends in another tie, Wes, I cannot believe that every year the competition committee does not look at this and figures out a way to not have ties in professional football. They don't do it at the collegiate level. <laughs> How in the world can you allow it at the pro level? It is one of the bane of my existences that drives me absolutely insane. Yeah, it's not like the English Premier League or these international leagues where you get a point for a draw and the full three points for a victory here. So one last chance for Jared, Jared Goff in Detroit to see if they can go ahead and get a touchdown and the two-point 
conversion to potentially send this to a miraculous overtime. Unbelievable. And the Bengals now are going to have to punt again. So it'll be the second punt of overtime for Cincinnati. The Vikings will get it back under four minutes to go now in overtime. And yes, they will not play a second one if we're still tied. Jared Goff right now trying to, I mean, the most improbable comeback with 12 seconds to go. And now it's not possible at all because San Francisco holds. They will get the win. There you go. 41 to 33. Wasn't pretty at the end, Ooh. but the 49ers go 1 and 0. And you know, Kyle Shanahan's going to absolutely love that because what can he do? He'll say, we got to coach. He can use moment. it as motivation can, for right. the next game. So you're like, look, boys, you almost blew this thing. Forget about point spreads. They're not thinking about point spreads. They're thinking about winning the game. And that became a sweat for the Niners. But they do hold on and get that eight They were down win. 24 with two minutes left. That's Un- unbelievable. Unbelievable cover by Detroit right there. Again, the Vikings now have the ball, 340 to go. Kirk Cousins taking over as the Vikings try to get a win. And again, that line at the beginning of the day was Vikings minus three. So we'll keep an eye on that. So much still hanging in the balance right here on the Green Zone. You're on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. football season your best sports betting season ever start your visa and free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts including 24 7 video streaming daily best bet emails betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game plus full access to visa.com data and analysis you get everything visa has to offer for only 22 dollars per month sign up now at visa.com slash subscribe dave ross west reynolds with you and Wes, we've got some games going still down to the wire from the early slate here obviously overtime right now still in minnesota uh, excuse me in cincinnati with minnesota they've reached the two minute mark of overtime again i just don't want a tie and right mm-hmm. now the vikings are on the move let's go to mike wobershaw with the latest on this thriller mike what do you have We've got a nail-biter in Cincinnati. Vikings on the 38-yard line. Their kicker, Greg Joseph, made a 53-yarder to send us into overtime. So we are kind of looking at the possibility of a tie when it comes to the real game. Of course, this game was Vikings minus three going into it. So some people are hoping for a tie uh, right now. But uh, we're at a TV timeout because of the two-minute warning. Vikings at the 38-yard line. They've got a 25-yard drive or so going here after their defense forced a punt. Yeah. So and still Mike, some drama to go. This one not over. Yes, and Mike, it looks like the first play back from the two-minute warning, the Vikings just coughed it up on mm-hmm. a fumble. Uh, Dalvin Cook, they're going to make sure, obviously, every turnover is reviewed. Was he down before the ball came out? Tough to tell on that angle, but that ball looked like it was out here. And again, uh, the call on the field was fumble, mm -hmm. recovered by Cincinnati. So again, they're reviewing this right now as we speak in real time. We'll find out if this fumble holds. And to Mike's point, all of a sudden, if you had the Bengals plus three, you're loving a tie. If you had the Vikings minus three, this could be a devastating turnover right now. Uh, Each team with two possessions in overtime, this is the Vikings' second possession. We'll find out 
if this turnover holds. Yeah, so uh, we do have a review underway, so we will wait the result of that. It was Bates that forced the fumble, and I believe Pratt recovered it. That's a ruin on the field, as you mentioned, Dave. And then one game that did just go final, we want to put a cap on that, 37-21. Texans get the win over the Jaguars, but all eyes right now on Cincinnati and our late slate, which yes. is starting. We still have four games. Off. It's like we've kind of almost forgotten about them. We've had so much going on here, but booth review right now in Cincinnati. We will see if the Bengals do get the football. If they do, they'll have the ball on their own 39 with one timeout left. All right, let's get to our, our, our new uh, updaters that we're going to have in correspondence throughout this second wave of action. Chad Andrus is going to be covering uh, the Broncos and Giants with us today. Eric Edholm will be covering the Browns and the Chiefs and Arthur Arkish. He's got the Dolphins and the Patriots and Ben Wilson, our VEASAN host. He's got the Pack and the Saints. Welcome aboard, gentlemen. We'll be getting to you guys throughout the afternoon. But still, we have Mike Wobeshaw right now with all the drama in Cincinnati. And again, we're waiting to see Mike. If this fumble is going to hold, uh, what do you make? What are you seeing right now? It was really difficult to tell. They're showing all these different angles. And it, listen, the the higher profile a game, the more cameras the networks have there. And Vikings-Bengals, not that high profile of a game. Mm. So we don't have a bunch of great angles. And none of them, I think, are very clear. I think it's going to go with whatever was called on the field, which I believe they called it a fumble on the field. They did call fumble on the field, Mike. You are correct. So I'm with you. Again, if you have replay, you are supposed to – it's got to be conclusive mm-hmm. if you're going to turn this over. So, again, with, with no stake here, I actually think this should stand – and the Bengals should get the ball at about their own 40 here with a minute 48 to go. So we'll find out if that's going to hold right now. But we, we just don't know. We haven't got the booth review at this point. Yeah, I would have to be very conclusive, I think, to overturn that because I didn't, I couldn't tell by that angle, as Mike was pointing out, because they don't have the multiple angles being not a total national TV game. So we are awaiting those results. And uh, actually, let's transition. We do have a score already uh, in in the the late game. We do, and we are going to go down to Jacksonville, Florida. This game is not being played in New Orleans, but it is Packers Saints home game for the New Orleans Saints. Our guy Ben Wilson watching this one. Ben, what do we got? Yeah, guys, look, we we all wondered what would the Saints offense look like with the Jameis Winston experience. Not a whole lot of passing, not too surprising, I guess, when you think about Sean Payton wanting to keep things relatively conservative out of the gates, but a good drive to start off the big play. I think it was a 26-yard run from Winston. Uh, I should say 15-yard run, two carries for 26 yards on the opening drive. Only threw it three times did Winston, just one of three. Uh, they, he did complete a pass to Marquez Calloway, but early on, Saints offense – uh, looking solid, they got into Packer territory pretty quickly. They do end up uh, having that drive bogged down. Winston took a shot at the end zone, throws it pretty clear, pretty comfortably over the back of the end zone. Ends up being a field goal to start here. So, look, we saw a lot of money come in on New Orleans, especially since this was transitioned to a neutral site and went from, from Packers minus four. Wes, you and I, we were on the air back when that, that site announcement was made in Jacksonville, and it was Packers from three in New Orleans to minus four in Jacksonville, but down to three and a half in a lot of spots at close. Also some movement as well to the total. This one coming down from 50, down to 49 and a half. And uh, just seeing the Packers, two, two rookie linemen as they take the field for the first time since 2006. They get stuffed on their first play. So it will be uh, very interesting just to see how, uh, how things develop there. Just from, from an in-game perspective uh, early on, guys, especially considering the pacing here. And you think, too, already second and 11 Packers backed up. Also, not really a full stadium by any means. A lot of Packer fans in the house, some certainly some traveling Saints fans, but 
is uh, by no means is this a packed house there in uh, in Jacksonville. And uh, Green Bay can have a third long right out of the gates. All right, three nothing right now. Great stuff from Ben. We'll get back to him as this game prog- progresses. That call did stand on the field. The Bengals did get that turnover. They have the ball now uh, under a minute thirty to go. But we have our first <clears> touchdown <throat> between the Browns and the Chiefs. For that, we go to Eric Edholm, of course from Yahoo Sports, uh, NFL and betting writer. Uh, Eric, great to have you on the program. What happened on that first drive for the Browns? Looked pretty efficient. They sure did. Yeah, Brown struck first. Nick Chubb getting to the end zone from four yards out. They had to convert a fourth down inside the red zone, but it was a pretty strong statement drive by the Browns. 13 plays, 75 yards to open it up. Austin Hooper had the big catch on fourth down, three grabs overall. Of course, the big news pregame, no Odell Beckham, but also no Tyran Matthew for the Chiefs. Browns underdogs on the road getting off to a good start. We'll see what Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs have up next. And by the way, as Eric pointed out, that statement drive, no bigger statement than fourth and three on the Kansas City 15. Kevin Stefanski doesn't kick field goals. A five-yard short pass to Austin Hooper kept that drive alive. And then Nick Chubb does the rest for uh, a four-yard touchdown. I'm trying to see if they they in fact uh, went ahead and attempted the extra point yet, Eric. We had a delay in that game. Still 6 nothing right now, Eric. But again, we saw the adjusted odds, and we saw the money coming in on the Browns. Mm. And uh, to Eric's point, they look really good in that first drive there. So maybe you're a believer right now if you're a backer of the Browns. Uh, they're going for yeah, two. Yeah, they're going for the deuce here and trying two. to make it 8 nothing. We've seen that kind of happen in the NFL in recent years. You've seen Mike Tomlin do that. It all the time, right? Frank Reich did that. Doug Peterson does that a lot in Philadelphia. So Kevin Stefanski going to follow suit. It is 6 nothing here. Cleveland could be 8 nothing right and out of the gate. And they get the two. It looks like Kareem Hunt on the two-point conversion. So just like that, Cleveland, what a statement on the road. Again, they got very close to knocking off the Chiefs last year in the postseason uh, in Arrowhead. So they're not scared of this venue by any stretch of the imagination. Looking pretty darn good uh, right now. Up 8 nothing to begin that game. We're under a minute to go in overtime. And another measurement. Boy, this game has just been bogged down right now by the officiating to make sure that the Bengals got a first down. They're right around midfield uh, with under a minute to go in overtime. And it does look like they have a first down. I do believe that they have stretched the chain out. And yes, it looks like they do have it. Let's make sure of that. Everything's been reviewed uh, and looked at a, a thousand times here in this game. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that. But right now, still tied. But we do have some movement between the Broncos and the Giants. Chad Andrus, uh, Denver-based media member, covering this game for us today. Chad, what's going on there in New York? So far, a couple of punts traded between the two teams. And, uh, you know, as expected with the fireworks, maybe in Kansas City and Jacksonville today, I don't know how much offense you're going to see in this one. But um, Giants opened up. Saquon Barkley back at a five-yard carry initially. Daniel Jones did connect on like a 44-yard strike to Slayton early, but the Giants could not convert. They ended up punting from Denver territory from the 43-yard line. Teddy Bridgewater then went three and out on his first possession as the Broncos quarterback and then the Giants just facing a third and two Daniel Jones sacked by Von Miller so the Giants will be punting again here on their second possession couple interesting things if you're a Giants better in this one to watch Bradley Chubb is inactive today his ankle was bothering him all week he didn't practice on Friday 
Broncos didn't know if they were going to hold him out or not. He is out. They're looking more towards the rest of the season. So he will not be in the lineup. The line did move just briefly at BetMGM.com from two and a half down to two just before kickoff. It is now back up to two and a half on the live line, but the Broncos should be getting the ball back here for the second time scoreless in the first. Great stuff, Chad. We'll be checking with you all afternoon long. We do have points. Miami on the board first in New England. A bit of a surprise. And the Bengals did not get it. They went for it on fourth and one. And West, they got a big first down deep in on Minnesota territory. On their own territory. 48-yard line, by the way. No timeouts left. So now uh, Cincinnati trying to get in position for a field goal. They run the ball. Clock going to run down. Should be enough time for a spike here for McPherson to get the game winner. We will update you on the other end of a very short break. Don't go anywhere. You're inside the green zone right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Sign up today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The King of Sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime with a lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any team. If any team scores a touchdown, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds special, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM. GM.com to use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets if any pro football team scores a touchdown. It's a new customer offer, paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. We have a final in Cincinnati. Let's go back to Mike Wilbershaw, who's been watching that game all day long. Mike, it's over. How did it end? It ended with a field goal by the Cincinnati Bengals. So that is an outright win for the home underdog Bengals over the Minnesota Vikings. That game closed with the Vikings as three-point favorites, the over-under at 47.5. So the game goes to the Bengals. The money line goes to the Bengals. The game goes over. And this game was a snoozer, like 25 (laughs) minutes in. This game was a snoozer. It looked like it was a favorite's going to cover and it's going to go under. And that game got turned upside down on its head. Key moment toward the end of the game was the Cincinnati Bengals going for it on fourth and one from their own 30, not getting it. That set the stage for a Vikings comeback. Key moment in overtime, a Dalvin Cook fumble, which gave the Bengals the ball with like a little over a minute to go, and they drove a short field, got in position for a field goal. The Vikings iced the kicker, and then the kicker came back out onto the field after the timeout and made the field goal. You know, we've been on the air for almost four hours, and Mike's been on with us all four hours as well. So, Mike, great job today with the longest game of the day mm-hmm. uh, from the 1 o'clock slate. But a, a great home win here for Cincinnati to kick that to start the season. Boy, if you're Minnesota – Great comeback, but to no avail. Yeah, Evan McPherson, by the way, gets that winning kick and what Mike was referring to, fourth and one on the 48. Kind of no choice for Cincinnati. You basically had to go for it there. It's like, are you going to play for the tie? I think Zach Taylor, that team had a rough season, obviously losing Joe Burrow. 
uh, really midway through the season with a knee injury. But Joe Burrow, by the way, 20 of 27, 261, two touchdowns against that Mike Zimmer defense. So Minnesota got to clean up them penalties, but Cincinnati gets a dub in week one. I think an early surprise in the afternoon wave might be those looking up and seeing the Dolphins up on the Patriots 7-0. Arthur Arkish is watching that game. Arthur, how is it going down here? Because it looked like the Pets were on the move early, but the Dolphins have already flipped that script. Yeah, you got that right. The uh, the road dog Dolphins uh, with a really impressive 10-play 80-yard touchdown drive, responding after the Patriots first had the ball, had a big run from Damian Harris, but just went backward after there. Kind of ironically, guys, of course, everyone's calling this the Bama ball and, uh, <laughs> and Matt Jones versus Tua, but the story has kind of been the first Damian Harris on the Patriots breaking off the big run, and then Tua, who's really impressive. He hasn't misfired yet, uh, connecting early with Jalen Waddell and finding some success on that scoring drive. Great stuff, Arthur. We'll be checking in with you all afternoon long. Hey, he mentioned it, Tua, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody like, hey, it's Mac Jones, Mac Jones. Mac. Right. Tua's the guy here in the second year. Maybe he feels a little disrespected. Well, There's been no buzz about him. Yeah, and keep in mind, in Tua's rookie year, uh, Brian Flores was not exactly uh, conservative. He was not exactly judicious about no. pulling Tua necessarily out of the game as they went and kind of, who's the the hot quarterback, him or Fitzmagic. Well, mm-hmm. now Fitzmagic in Washington, D.C., of course, left the game with an injury today. So now it's Jacoby Brissett, another guy that's a pretty quality backup. So keeping that pressure on Tua, but they did add weapons down there in Miami. So a good start for the Miami Dolphins, 7 nothing, just about four minutes left to go in the first quarter. And a good start for the Browns, up 8 nothing. but the Chiefs are driving right now. Pat Mahomes trying to get them back into uh, scoring territory here to see if the Chiefs can get their first points before the end of the first quarter, but it has come to the end of the first quarter in New York. Not a surprise, as we talked about a little bit earlier with Chad Andrews, that it is scoreless after one. A very defensive-minded team, certainly in Denver, but you look at the Giants, and I look at them, obviously, when I look at it from a, from a Cowboy perspective, handicapping the Giants, and you really got to see something from Joe Judge and Jason Garrett and Danny Dimes this year on offense, mm-hmm. and so far, not so good after one quarter. Yeah, not so much, and Denver did go for it, by the way, fourth and seven on the 37. Wow. So now, we are at the end of one quarter. Uh, Denver currently will have first and 10 at the 11. Broncos, that's already baked into the live line here at BetMGM, minus six and a half on the spread, and 36.5 on the total. Let's go back out to Chad Andrews, who's covering this game for us here today. And, Chad, I was just making a note about Danny Dimes. What have you seen? We saw the big play he hit early in the first quarter, but past that, are you seeing more wrinkles in that offense from New York? What's caught your eye so far? Uh, nothing from a wrinkle standpoint yet. I mean, Saquon Barkley's first two touches were standard first down handoffs. Uh, he got five on the first one of the first play of the game. He got four on the second one. Um, they've thrown one screen pass where they tried to get the ball to Shepard. It didn't go for much. Uh, it was a third down play. I think they got three and a half, maybe four yards on it, but they were short of the sticks. Uh, they ended up punting from plus territory. They punted in Denver territory mm. after taking a delay a game. And since then, Teddy Bridgewater has had the Broncos on the move. He's got four first down completions. Completions. And as you guys referenced, on fourth and seven, he hit Tim Patrick across the middle for the big 15-yarder. And the most recent one to K.J. Hamler, also across the middle, now has the Broncos knocking on the door at the 11. All right, let's see if they can get something going there. Uh, great stuff from Chad. And again, we're watching the Chiefs. They are down, it looks like, inside the two-yard line here. But there is a flag in the play. We'll find out about that. The Browns pointing in the opposite direction mm-hmm. as the Chiefs try to, to get right back in this game here. But 
Again, slow start there in New York as they get into the second quarter scoreless. Slow start for the Chiefs so far, giving up that early score and two-point conversion, but still knocking on the door to get right back in this. Yeah, absolutely, and we're waiting for uh, action to resume down in Jacksonville, Mm -hmm. Florida, the temporary home, at least today, for the New Orleans Saints. By the way, New Orleans second one from the Green Bay Six. They will be coming back, so... uh, Jameis Winston, so far so decent, at least yeah. four of seven. 119 yards on two drives from New Orleans. Not much doing on Green Bay's first drive. Just 13 yards. So we will wait for action to come back and see what this penalty, what this laundry particular is in Arrowhead Stadium. Looks like a holding call is going to come back with that. Wes, let's take a walk down Narrative Street, shall we? Because mm-hmm. you know what's going to happen. I love Narrative Street. Yeah, it's a fun street to go down, right? Absolutely. If the Packers lose today, and they're off to a slow start, as we're keeping an eye on, we'll find out how this plays out. If they lose today, what's everybody going to say? Aaron Rodgers is mad. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get along with anybody in Green mm-hmm. Bay. Here it goes. It's going to be the implosion of the of the year, right? That's going to be the narrative. But Aaron Rodgers was mad last year. He's the reigning MVP. When is Aaron Rodgers league? really happy? Go lucky, happy. unless he's hosting Jeopardy, that's of course. It. So, like, I don't. You know, that's what's going to happen, though, right? If they if they lay an egg today down there in Jacksonville against mm-hmm. the Saints, and they are off to a slow start, it's just a narrative street that I want you people to take a walk down because you're going to hear it. If it happens, but I'm sure yeah. the MVP is going to have plenty to say before this day There's is some done. danger lurking on Narrative Street at time to time. By the way, that was a penalty. So now third and 16 for Kansas City at the Cleveland 24. Eight nothing early lead for the Brownies. And it looks like they are, they're getting after Patrick Mahomes here. They're going to come short of the, of the sticks here. Let's find out if Andy Reid, it's going to be about a fourth and two. Pat Mahomes wants to go for it. Let's find out if Andy Reid agrees with 15 or brings on the field goal unit. We are watching the Broncos now uh, again as we just got an update from uh, Chad Andrews. They are deep with Teddy Bridgewater uh, into uh, inside the 10 in mm-hmm. New York as they try to get their first points. And the probably going to have to settle for three here as I believe the, uh, Bridgewater on that scramble is a little bit short here. So we shall see though. Denver did go for it. Yep. Fourth and seven on the 37. So maybe not going to elect to do that again. We'll see what Dom uh, what uh, the uh, coach out there has to do, Vic Fangio. Now, the Chiefs are going to kick it, uh, and they got a great kicker, obviously, in Harrison uh, Bucker. So this feels like it should be uh, a made situation. And, and the Broncos are also going to kick it. But we've seen some aggressive play calling by coaches, certainly on, on fourth down mm-hmm. today. And by the way, Jameis Winston and company, the Saints, back on the board, touchdown 9 nothing in the mm-hmm. second quarter. That narrative... It's going to be out there if Aaron Rodgers, well, that bad man, number 12, doesn't get this thing turned look, around here. This is early, it so is I, don't, early. I don't want to be premature and be a prisoner of the moment. But with the New Orleans Saints this year, it's like everybody thought that this team was just going to be garbage. And, you know, maybe they still will. It's only about right. a quarter into the 2021 NFL season. But do keep in mind... I don't think this team is going to decline because they don't have Drew Brees. They no. went 8-1 and one over the last two years without Drew Brees. Teddy Bridgewater went 5-0. and oh. They won with Taysom Hill. So they've won with different starting quarterbacks. I know they lost a little personnel on defense, but there's still some talent in the uh, golden black here for New Orleans. Tennessee's finest, and I'm not talking about the whiskey. The Alvin Kamara got that job done again. Mm-hmm. So a pretty good guy to call his number 41 gets in the end zone. 10-0 right now. Saints, again, they were a small dog in this one. That's obviously flipped. As we speak, and again, the Chiefs on the board, 8-3. to three. As you see these new live totals on your screen, the Broncos up 3 nothing. They're now a 4.5-point favorite. So we're going to keep updating you on these changing lines 
as the scores keep coming in here with the afternoon wave and the uh, early wave finally done that final game, uh, Minnesota losing in Cincinnati in overtime. A wild 1 o'clock window. I think we're going to be in for more of the same here in the 4 o'clock window. You don't need to go anywhere else. We're not stopping. We no. just had to get gas. It's like we're a NASCAR we team or an IndyCar That's team. What we you got to have a pit stop for fuel, and then we can keep going. We can run this race. We're rolling right along here on the Green Zone. You're locked into VSIN, the sports betting network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.